Welcome to A Second Look with Lane Brown, the preacher at the Chandler Street Church in Kilgore, Texas, and Jody Garner, the preaching minister at the Pine Tree Church in Longview, Texas. In this podcast, we will dig a little deeper into the lessons we each taught this past week. Welcome back to A Second Look. I'm Lane Brown. I'm the preacher at the Chandler Street Church of Christ. And I'm Jody Garner, preaching minister at the Pine Tree Church of Christ. And we're here to talk about everybody's favorite subject, our last Sunday's sermon. Our last Sunday's sermon, everyone's favorite Everybody's been waiting to hear what we have to say about the sermons we preached. So Jody, did you listen to my sermon this past Sunday? I did listen to your sermon. Okay. I liked it. It was 23 minutes. 23 minutes, yeah, right about. Which is a good time for sermons. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. Uh, You talked about the parable of the sower. Okay. Or you could call it the parable of the soils, right? Yeah. So you use Mark 4 as your main passage. Uh, I liked how you talked about taking care of your lawn, like Mm -hmm. fertilizing it. Right. Right. You're actually putting some effort into it this year. And you compare that to what? Our spiritual lives and what sense? I think a lot of us want to have a a, a good spiritual life, a good life in Christ. And that's kind of how I feel about my lawn. I really want it. However, you don't want stickers. Yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want all, all the junk that comes with it. But am I willing to put in the work that it sometimes needs? So am I willing right. to water it? Am I willing to fertilize it? Am I willing to do all this? And a lot of times I'm not willing yeah. to do this. I like that parallel. So with a yard, you could do nothing to it, put no time, money, effort into it at all and just hope for the best, which usually is not going to turn out very well. So the parallel to the spiritual life, same thing. If we just hope for the best, what's going to happen, right? right? So we got to put some time in spiritual disciplines, studying God's Word, prayer, keep pursuing God. Like life is the pursuit of God. And if we do that, we're going to reap some some benefit or what? Reap some fruit? Well, yeah, and what's going to happen is during the tough times, um, we're going to have a hope to cling to. And that's what I like how it said in Colossians where it, it talked about letting your roots grow deep into Christ because we are all going to have tough times in life. And that's whenever we want to have something that we're grounded into, which is Christ. And knowing that we have a hope of something more than this life. Yeah. Um, and it gives us a, a, an idea of how we can make our life on this earth much better when we tend to our life. Right. So the the soils, the parable of the sower, the seed that falls on the path has no root at all, springs up quickly, and it's gone. What's the next one? The second one is the rocky soil, right? Rocky soil. And so it's they love the message and they love and who shouldn't love the message of eternal life, a message of an abundant life on earth. This is this is great and it people hear the message, they so, spring up fast. Okay, so the path doesn't ever spring up, right? The seed on the path, right. the Satan yeah, just it's takes it away. The, that's where okay. it says the birds of the yeah. air come and, and they just, they take it. And I think that's a lot of times people might think, well, this isn't for me. And yeah. so it just, and that's where Satan lies to us and takes this away from our from us. Um, tells lies about what, who God actually is. Uh, he started doing that from the very beginning in, in Genesis when he's lying to Eve and asking, well, did God say you really couldn't eat of any of these trees? Yeah. And... Satan's going to continue to lie to us to keep us from going to Christ. Yeah. Right? 
Well, I just looked up Mark 4 on my phone. As you know, I memorized this as a church like two years ago. We okay. we all memorized it, and, and I got my, my soils mixed up. Okay. So it's the first <laughs> seed fell on the the path, then the rocky ground. So right. I was mixing it up a little bit there. Yep. But anyways, I love Jesus' parable because basically the goal is the sower is God sowing the seed of the Word of God. Right. And what we're looking for is there's four types of soil. So everybody's gonna, probably going to respond in one way or the other. We want to be the type that really grows deep roots and then produces fruit. and doesn't get choked out right. by the thorns. It doesn't get snatched away by something, you know, responding quickly, responding well, and then all of a sudden right. you're gone. Or thorns choked out by the worries of life, deceitfulness of wealth. So what we're going for is what you're going for with your lawn. Yeah. Which is a nice looking lawn. The we good wanna, soil, it, it, yeah. when it falls into it, it, and it, and it doesn't just sit there, but it produces fruit yeah. and it says 30, 60, 100 times over. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I liked about this, this uh, parable of Jesus is I kind of liken it not as much to just our heart, but the situation that we're in, because some of us, we're just going to allow Satan to steal it from us from the very beginning. Right. Some of us, we hear it and we, we like the news, but we are in a world that is filled with turmoil, filled with uh, heartache, and we have to decide, are we going to trust in God or are we going to just allow everything around us to to uh to to swallow us up and take us away from from a life in Christ, right? Right. But then he also says, well there's people that are going to have a good life and that's the soil and the thorns, but you have such a good life that you start thinking about the things and that's what it says. Yeah. It says the greed and wealth starts choking that away. So you might have a life that everything's going wrong and that's the rocky soil. You might have a life where everything seems to be going right and you forget who to put your trust in. Yeah. In both ways, you mm -hmm. forget who to put your trust in. So three out of the four different types of soil are not what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. The only one is that last one that Jesus talks about. But you mentioned in the sermon, and I wrote this down because I thought it was good, our spiritual growth isn't always linear. Right. It's fluid. Right. And there's going to be dry spells, so explain that a little more. Does, does that mean we kind of fluctuate? If we're, if we're following Christ, we might fluctuate in and out of the thorny soil and then the good soil? Sure, because life changes, right? Yeah. And sometimes things in our life are going great, and then in a blink of an eye, tragedy hits. And if we didn't have roots into Christ, we think tragedy means that God doesn't love us. Right? Yeah. Even though we know that this that's part of this this world. So you know to expect yeah. through there's going to be some ups and downs. So d you don't necessarily read this parable and think if I'm more like the thorns and I'm just done. Right. It means it's okay you might you might go through those seasons but that's not our ultimate At goal. At all times trust God. Don't trust Satan to steal it away. Don't don't put your despair in the in the things that are going wrong in the world. Don't put your trust in the things of the blessings. Uh, that we get in this world because we got to remember that God blesses us and that's sometimes results in things in our life. But we we start thinking that we we should trust in the things, not in yeah. the one that gives us these blessings and these things. Yeah. Right? And so every part of our life is probably going to be different and how we go through that mm -hmm. allows us to grow. And that's how I think it's fluid. I think Part of uh, part of coming to church and listening to sermons and going to class and doing service projects and serving helps 
kind of maintain and water that that lawn, right? Yeah. Water the soil. You're getting a message here. Getting a message. Who's calling you? Six eight two. I don't think that is a real call. We'll ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think this is that's part of what we're what we're looking for is is uh, growing no matter the situation. Okay. Well, I like it. It, it, I really did like the sermon a lot. I listened at about one in the morning the other night because I couldn't sleep. So I thought I'm going to hop on and listen to Lane's sermon. And it, instead of falling asleep, I listened to the whole thing. And I was like, this is good. And then I couldn't go back to sleep after that. So I blame your sermon for that. What, uh, what type of soil am I currently in? What you're, uh, well, I think, I think right now in this, in this world of COVID-19, a lot of us are probably in. The thorns? In the, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're in the thorns or we're, or we're in the, we're, we could be in the deep soil. Hopefully we're all in the good soil and we're yeah. still working on it. I thought you were going to say that's between you and God. Yeah, that is between you and God. <laughs> okay. All right, you mentioned at the end, Ephesians three sixteen through 21. Can you quote it from memory? I cannot, but I think your church did uh, memorize this. So. They did. So can you do it? Yeah, but I have to start with verse 14 or I okay. can't do it. All right, go ahead. It's okay. You want, does you think they'll want to watch this? Of course. All right, Ephesians three fourteen through 21. You can check me if you want. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Here's where the prayer starts. I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep, and how high is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably, immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. together we say, Amen. Yeah. yeah. What a powerful prayer, right? Was that right, though? Was yeah. That, that was, yeah. That it was, is a powerful prayer. I yeah. spent we spent a lot of time in that last year. Yeah. But the reason you used it is because he talks about being rooted and established right. in love. And and that's the reminder that we, even when hard times come, we've got to remember how how high and wide and deep is the love of God. Yeah. He loves us so much, and that's what. We need to remember, hold on to that fact that he loves us. He's going to help us get through it. All right. Now, do you know it in the New Revised Standard Version? I, I do. I was kind of, I think I just did a combo of NIV and okay. New Revised. Instead of saying the Lord's holy people, the NRSV says all the saints. Okay. Very good. A little different, subtle differences like that. Uh, all right. I like how you connected Ephesians 3 with Jesus' parable of the sower. Good sermon. Thanks right, thank for you. preaching it. All right, we're uh, ready to talk about... Well, can, not, can I scratch my nose real quick? Yeah, scratch your nose. Okay. Oh, man, it's been itching right there. Okay, I'm good now. All right. Can you clip that out? Yeah. Will you? Yeah, I'll clip it out. The last dance? Yeah. It was all scratched. <laughs> okay. All, all right, right, we're good to go. Time to uh, switch gears. You want to welcome to the welcome? Yeah, go ahead. Welcome back to A Second Look. My name is Jody Garner. I'm the preaching minister at the Pine Tree Church of Christ, and I'm sitting here with... Lane Brown. I'm the preaching minister at the Chandler Street Church of Christ. And we are doing what everybody would expect preachers to do, right? Taking a second look at our sermon, doing a little sermon review. Yeah, because we don't want to just preach it, and then you completely forgot that we preached it. We know you've been thinking about it all week, Yeah, like a good church member, and so we're here to talk about it. Did you listen to the sermon? 
I did listen to the sermon three times. Three times, wow. Yes. Once, once in normal speed, twice in super speed. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you like better? Uh, normal speed's better. You, you, yeah. you, you were doing pretty, pretty fast in, in my one and a half time. Oh, okay. Well, always listen to normal speed first if you're going to do the faster I speed. I listen and watch. Listen and, and I watch. I just listen to the podcast in, okay. in time and a half. Okay, you remember what it was about? It was about these brothers. It's the continuation. That's right. It was part siblings. two. Yeah, yeah, Jacob and Esau. Yeah, sibling rivalry part two. And yeah, but it was really more about Jacob. Yeah, you, you threw Esau in at the end yeah. because I think it was it's a good story and yeah. it kind of does do a nice little bookend for yeah. what happened last week. And so I thought it was good that you did. So after Esau that. wants to kill Jacob in Genesis 27, right. we don't know anything else about him. And the story focuses on Jacob until Esau until he meets Esau in chapter 33. So what was he doing all those years? Just growing his beard out? and Getting a lot of dudes to yeah, go got, around him. He had a pretty yeah, big army. 400 men with him. So. Yeah. That was impressive. He was making a name for himself somewhere. But anyways, the how, story was focused on yeah, Jacob. And it was focused on, how excited were you to preach this sermon? How long have you been waiting well, to, I, preach, I actually, to preach Jacob wrestles uh, with God? <laughs> how long? I, has I love been? a good wrestling sermon. Yes. So I have been, I've been excited to do that since I've been at Pine Tree. And I was a little disappointed that I was just me and a camera. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people were able to listen to it. Right. I wish I could have done that into a live audience yes. because wrestling is a very important topic. Uh-huh. But I, w- I was very excited. I've watched wrestling my whole life, like it's, you have, right? Yeah, I, I have, and I, I saw you just chomping at the bit. Yeah, you can tell I was <laughs> I excited knew so- about it. <laughs> I knew something was good yeah. what was going to come out of, this, out of this sermon. Yeah. as he was, he was ready to talk about some wrestling, and uh, and one of the things you did talk about was you were you – were, uh, Getting together in, when you were in college, and you talked about your college wrestling match, and you said yeah. how it used every fiber of your being. Yeah, I think if I that was when I was in college. If I wrestled now, I think I would be good for thirty seconds, okay. and should then we, I would probably be we we should wrestle right now. Take your shirt off. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would if it a, wasn't COVID. Yeah, right. I said that's kind of a weird joke to make. I don't know if we can cut that out, but my son <laughs> says that he. I, t- I said in the sermon, my son takes his shirt off, and that's when he feels like it's yeah, an official he, he match. Doesn't, he doesn't want so to in case anybody didn't watch the sermon and listen to me say that. Okay. That I, I watch the or I listen to the okay, sermon. Okay, good, good. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it is exhausting. It does, like, every muscle is used. Your heart rate is up like you're running sprints. I mean, you've got to use all of your lung capacity to do it. So we're told Jacob wrestles all night. At first it says it's a man, and then later he says, I see, I've seen God face to face, and the man that's wrestling him, you know, blesses him, and he says, yeah. "You wrestled with God, with man and God." Okay. So it's mysterious, yeah. Right, but we we just assume it's this is some sort of incarnation of God wrestling Jacob. And he's and he's and he names it uh, the face of God, right at the end. Yeah. So I love the idea. It's such a strange story. It is strange. But what you also get out of this is, I think, you see. Jacob wanting to get a blessing from God. And Jacob's yeah. in, he's pretty down and out because he knows Esau's across the way. Yeah, he thinks he there's a chance he could die yeah, the next day. Yeah, yeah. with 400 men. He wants a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, and if we know Jacob, a lot of times he's thinking of himself, right? Yeah, he definitely thinking yeah. of himself, yeah. So he wants this blessing from God. He probably, I, I don't know exactly what the blessing is, but my thinking is if I knew there's 400 men waiting for me, he knew that. Yeah, yeah, I I want I want some sort of safety and protection from God. And 
it's in this wrestling match. That's why I think you did a good job of building it up to to uh, every fiber of your being. Because I think sometimes God, I don't think God's just being goofy with us. Yeah. But he wants us to sometimes grapple with him, sometimes spend this time with him. Yeah. Because ultimate, how long did it take for him to realize who he was? Right? Yeah. Because he asked him what name. What did he say? He what says, what, tell, please tell me your name. And he just said, why do you ask me my name? Are you talking about when... No, no, no. The first, Jacob, the first question. Was, oh, when God said to Jacob, yeah. what is your name? Yeah. And he What's said, Jacob. Name? Yeah. It's like he was helping Jacob come to the realization yeah. that this whole time he's been wrestling with other people, with God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the last time Jacob was alone was in Genesis 28, and he had this dream where he sees the ladder and angels are ascending and descending on it. And I bet when he spent the night alone by himself, he was hoping for another dream. But what he got instead was an all-night wrestling match, which was much more difficult than just having a cool dream. Yeah. Uh, And I think for Jacob, and we probably can relate to Jacob, you can draw your own, you know, application in a lot of different ways. But how many times have we had something ahead of us the next day or on down the line, and we're filled with anxiety or fear, and then once you get through it, you're like, you feel a relief, right? And, I, and so before Jacob met Esau, he's filled with anxiety. And part of how he deals with the anxiety is he wrestles with God. Yeah. And I think we can all relate, well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us can relate to dealing with anxiety, especially right now. Sure. And I think God wants us to spend that time and that energy with him. My thinking is because it gives you this mindset whenever... Any time in our life, we need to know that God is there and we can trust God. And that's mm-hmm. who we go to. And sometimes we just have to spend this time grappling with God and talking to God and realize He's yeah. part of this. He's with us for the long haul. That's and, right. And I, I love how, how it was. He, he, said, he finally realizes who He is. And in this world right now, we struggle with, yeah. I'm not happy with my current uh, economic status, or I'm not happy with the job that I have, or I wish my parents uh, allowed me to do this or that, or uh, just whatever the situation, and God's saying, you are who I created you to be, Yeah, and feel blessed in that. Well, the last time he was asked who he was, he lied about it and said he was Esau, so now he's being honest, gets a name change. And that was, I I wonder like what his family thought when he crossed the river the next morning and he's limping. So he's got a new name, he's limping, he's been blessed. Like yeah. He comes across the river a changed person. And that's what happens when we wrestle with God. Right. Like Sometimes we want, like we, we, all, we want God's presence to be near us, but I think we just want the feeling of peace and comfort. But sometimes being close to God feels like more like a wrestling match. Right. right? Yeah. Less like the dream that he had in chapter 28, sure. more like the wrestling match. Yeah, because this is real life, right? And yeah. we're dealing with real things. But also kind of going back to my sermon series, I've been talking about people problems. And this was not necessarily focused on what other people do wrong, but it's more about ourselves. So I use that quote, wherever you go, there you are. Have you heard that quote before, before the sermon? I think I've heard the quote before. So many people interpret it in different ways, uh, but the, the book that I read it in and the way I understood it was, you know, when I make a decision to go move town, take a new job, go somewhere else, start, you know, meet new people, all this stuff, just to try to mix up your environment. Uh, eventually, when the dust settles, you, you're probably going to deal with the same type of people problems. And if that's the case, 
Sometimes you got to look at yeah. yourself and say, well, what am I doing? Almost, almost the, always, right? And everywhere Jacob went, he was caught up in some sort of dramatic people problem with family, with his father-in-law, with his parents, with his brother. So at some point, and I think that night, he kind of came to grips with, it's not them, it's me. Yeah. When I was in youth ministry, I would often tell people, if, if uh, drama is always surrounding you. Yeah. <laughs> I've used the same thing yeah, when I was in youth might, ministry. You might, yeah. You might want to see where the drama's coming from. And, yeah. And that's that's us a lot of times. So that's, yeah. that's a good good lesson. And Thank in you. the end, what did we see? Esau, that, that uh, book ended. Yeah, instead of kill- with forgiveness. So all that anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was for nothing because right. if he would have known, we don't know the future, but if he would have known my brother's going to be so happy to see me. Yeah then he would have probably never spent that night alone with God. But because <laughs> so he good. didn't know, it was good for him to not know right. that the next day was actually going to be really peaceful and nice because he needed that struggle, that wrestling match, the night of anxiety, you know? The right. dark night of the soul, some would say. It wasn't, yeah. maybe it was a dark night of the soul. But sure. anyway. He, he grew from it, though. Yeah. And that's, that's how we all need to be. The book of Genesis is filled with some fascinating, interesting, mysterious stories. Good yeah, job. thank you. All right. You want to no. touch elbows? No, not even elbows. All right, I'm going to drink some more of this coffee. It's okay. pretty good. Hazelnut. Join us next week. Second look. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Good deal. Is this just a pine tree or is this for everybody? This is for pine tree and everybody. Do you think they're still watching at this point or do you think when they could tell we were wrapping it up, they turned it off? Or do you think some yeah, people but... watch like three minutes and stop watching? Generally three minutes and then it's off. Yeah, we'll make a comment if you're still watching at this point. Okay. So key, give them a keyword. Um, comment. So just write comment? Yeah, no, yeah make a comment that says comment. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. This has been a second look with Lane Brown, the preacher at the Chandler Street Church in Kilgore, Texas, and Jody Garner, the preacher at the Pine Tree Church in Longview, Texas. We hope you were blessed as we reflected on the lessons from God's Word. We hope to see you back next week.